Hello everyone, welcome to game week 7 Champman FPL preview. Um, what a game week, once again, the drama, uh, it never stops in this game does it? 30 goals, 30 goals and um, lots of action obviously. Some people have managed to massively points dodge. Um, it's been it's been crazy. Um, don't feel disheartened, guys, if you've, if it's not been going your way. I think, um, in particular, the people that have managed to wildcard. Is it game week four, I believe, which was the popular strategy and the strategy I was actually originally going to do. Have been a little bit unlucky, really, because I think the the players that they've picked then that were obvious names such as um, Thierry Henry Malcolm Christie uh, Chelsea defence you know uh, United defence etc I've had two game weeks of just being pretty damn awful um, Phillips as well in that I think what did he score the first week I can't remember but a lot of the teams I'm seeing have got like front lines of Christie Henry and Phillips and we all know in this game that the majority of your points are made up from your strikers when they go ham as your captain and then picking up bonus points usually um, yes you can occasionally get some hauls in midfield thank you Mr Luke Chadwick who's turned into I don't know who's he turned into Figo over the last like sort of three or four weeks I think I got him like four weeks three four weeks ago and he's just been insane um, but that's not particularly common um, it's usually from, from hitting those captains and if your captain's just not even scoring or getting bonus points um, your forwards in particular like Henri then you're going to struggle so we already know I mean people are saying yeah you're miles ahead and stuff yeah I know <laughs> but we have to remember that first of all I've, I've used chips yes some of you will be saying you've used chips but also you've got captain and vice captain in this game so there's more points on offer so there is more scope to catch up than there's ever been because I can have one of those weeks where I get two points for a captain and two points for a vice captain or whatever. Um, I mean, Aston Villa game's pretty uh, typical, I think, of some of the points dodging that went on. I mean, I was a victim there as well. I did get Angel and Andre, um, Hendry. Uh, in the end, Hendry did get an assist and ended up getting bonus. So great, but it did look for a long period there that neither of them were going to return. I think Angel had like five shots on target or something ridiculous or seven toe I mean yeah what are you going to do it happens it happens anyway let's move on uh, plenty more points on offer this week hopefully and let's work through the fixtures so um, Leeds versus Coventry to kick us off what a game um, this is probably the standout fixture for the for the whole week I would say it's hard for me to judge the Watford Newcastle thing because a lot of my you know, experience, knowledge of the game, stuff like that, and um, comes from you know what I know, and I don't know David Mitchell being in charge of Watford, so it's kind of a new uh, variation. Um, and obviously, I'm going to rely on sim data there. I would imagine that's a standout game too, but we'll get to that in a second. Leeds Coventry on paper does look like the standout. It's a potential rep game. I hope it's not. Um, we have to assume they're not all the time but obviously it's something to, to be wary of. Uh, I would expect here that this is you know a comfortable victory. Just because Leeds battered Liverpool 5-1 doesn't mean they're going to batter Coventry 5-1 all by more. 
Um, you know, if anything, I would expect less. But 2 3 0 looks realistic. You know, obviously, Coventry can score. Virtually any <laughs> people are sort of learning now, clean sheets aren't, aren't particularly common. Um, but it's a great, great game. I think Larson or Viduka captain is obvious. I still think Viduka is the better captain overall. Um, Larson's got that added bonus of potentially having the penalties when Hart's on, not on the pitch and Hart keeps not being on the pitch. So he kind of gets a bit closer to Viduka as a result. You can just get lucky. Um, they're both great and there's an argument to double up on them. The fixtures are just fantastic. You know, even from last week, obviously, this week, it, it goes on for a long time. And they and Man United are the best teams. So a lot of the time on this pod, you can hear me talk about Man United, Leeds, because they're the best teams. It's basically Man City and Liverpool in real FPL. Um, people, you, you want players from these teams, basically. Um, and I think Bowyer uh, showed what he's capable of at last with two assists in that game. He's obviously only came back, was it a week or two weeks ago? 6.5 million. He is definitely someone to consider um, for a long term. You know, if I was to wildcard, he'd firmly be in my thoughts. So, yeah, keep an eye out for him. I personally wouldn't touch any of the defenders particularly. I think you can over this run. You could maybe chance Dubry at 5 million. But the bottom line is he's going to miss some games. You know, so you just have to make sure you've got the bench to cope with it. I'm not sure any of the other ones are worth the extra money particularly. I mean, you could go to, say, Ferdinand and just because he's more nailed and he's more likely to therefore pick up clean sheets. But... And obviously everyone knows what's up with Hart. So for me, Robbie Keane is still an option. But I just don't really like that position for him that often. He, he He's still a good pick. It's just £10 million is a lot of money. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put anyone off. But I think in, the, the real assets here are Larson Baduka and, uh, and Bowyer to me. So I think if you can get on two or three of those for this run... That's probably ideal. And like I say, Viduka captain, probably the standout. I've got Larson in my team at the moment. My captain is bust on him. Um, yeah, obviously I'll wait for sim data leaks and stuff, but at the moment I can't really see that changing. Uh, unless, of course, this next game I'm going to talk about, Watford-Newcastle, um, is everything we hoped and dreamed. I would imagine, as a complete and utter guess so please wait for it, that Newcastle would probably be sitting around the two goals mark, even away from home. Um, just such is the nature of Watford now. I would imagine Watford are also there, or there or thereabouts as well. And Watford could easily win this game. It's not like Newcastle are good defensively. Uh, you know, it could be like a 3-2 to Watford, a 3-1 to Watford, or whatever. Um, I do expect Newcastle to obviously score, though. And I do think Shearer will be a great captain. I think something to bear in mind that people sometimes get caught up on with the sim data and stuff is they look at a player's average points and they're like, okay, brilliant. And then they look at the sim data's average points and everything and they end up just picking, you know, probably a player who's pretty high up on the, on those numbers. But I think it's more, and, they, and the simmers will say it, so it is a guide. If Newcastle are sat somewhere near a two goals average, you have to remember that Alan Shearer is very likely to be the person who is scoring those two goals, or at least should be. He is a goal hog. He will score 15 to 20 goals virtually any sim you ever run. Um, so that two is more like a, an almost a direct comparison to what Shearer is capable of more than anything else. So even in those 10 sims that someone else runs and Shearer gets 
you know four twos in that and his his average is low it doesn't really mean anything you know you could run I, I guarantee if you ran 400 Shearer would be right near the top somewhere even if David Mitchell wasn't in charge and even in a away game he'd be decent in this the, these strikers that score 15 to 20 goals yes there can be some luck involved in some of the games but what will happen the majority of the time is they will blank quite a lot so like Thierry Henry has been doing and in the odd, in the games which are favourable they will hit their two or three goals quite often then you've got the added penalties random factor where it can change their season to a 30 goal one to a 15 one they can come in away games but what I'm trying to say is the bulk of the points usually come together in certain games and I think if you see Leeds for example an average of three and Shearer and um, Newcastle is an average of two it doesn't automatically mean Viduka is the better pick because Leeds goals can be spread out um, so it's just something to factor in I don't think there's a, an obvious answer here between Viduka and Shearer. Unless, unless, of course, this sim data just shows that Newcastle aren't particularly good away from home. I may change my thoughts, but I think you can captain or vice-captain one of those two. Well, that, that's certainly what my plan is at the moment, and, you know, it could go either way. But we'll see, we'll see. As for Watford, like I say, I think they're a, this is actually an all-right game for them. Petkov, Tommy Smith, there are options here. You know, I don't think Petkov, Petkov maybe got one assist. He's not going to stay like that all season. He's quite a regular sort of just below 10 goals and assists in a in an average season. So I'm sure that'll start to pick up soon. Um, might have some punts in midfield potentially Watford. I don't know because um, I think I think Johnson went off injured. So you got Williams and stuff who's pretty good. So I don't think anyone will necessarily be doing it for. I always have to think about people who might be doing free hits and wild cards and stuff. So um, maybe a cheap option there somewhere. But yeah, Watford's it's a decent attacking game for them. On to Norwich and Villa. Uh, this is reasonably tough. I think, you know, Villa, I'd expect there to be goals in this game is the bottom line. I'd expect both teams to score. Villa aren't particularly good away from home, usually pretty leaky. They'll probably concede. Uh, I wouldn't read it, anything necessarily into the fact that Norwich have been doing a little bit better than most people expected. Um, but as they're at home home advantage is so strong that you'd expect them to at least score some goals so I think Villa to win 2-1 3-1 you know could be 2-2 is reasonable um, and you all know the good players from both these teams you don't need me to list them out obviously a lot of them will still be sat in the team I'll have Hendry and Angel hopefully it'll be their turn to score some points this week in particular you Mr Juan Pablo if you're sat with Dublin, this is exactly the reason why I didn't want to go him is because even if he'd started last week, you just wouldn't be 100% this week and I just didn't really want that headache. Um, I'm not sure what my advice would be if you've got Dublin. I think given how good the game is and how good he is, you're always going to be tempted to keep him, aren't you? So you only have one free transfer. Imagine you use your one free transfer to remove him and he starts. Um, I can't imagine they're going to leak it because this is going to be the kind of thing that happens every week it's like Ian Hart and like him you can't just leak the same things every week so who knows I, I'd, I'd be tempted to keep and see what happens but again it's not it doesn't necessarily mean and I see a lot of people get caught up on this like Hart started four games in a row maybe he's now nailed and then he's not I don't think one of Balaban or Dublin will be nailed the whole season in particular. I think there's a slight difference in this case because Dublin can be put out to pasture given that his, his stats just declined so much that he's gone. That's not the case for Hart and Singh. Hart and Singh are both young. They're both... I mean, Singh's nowhere near his prime. He's getting towards it. And Hart is, like, in his prime. 
Whereas here, you've got Dublin, who's probably going back to after his prime. So there's a, it's a little bit of a difference. So maybe once Balaban starts stringing a few together, that'll be the end of him. But I think it's still too early to say that. Dublin could start this one. Um, what do I want to move on to now? Sorry, I'm driving again, so I'm getting distracted. People trying to kill me on the road. There we go. Right, so Man United and Ipswich. Um, this looks like uh, a comfortable victory for Manchester United, doesn't it? Again, I wouldn't... Man United have a tendency to go up early in the game, or relatively early, um, or or even just, you know, it'll be nil-nil for a while, score their one or their two goals, and then kind of chill. Unless there's red cards or, you know, Ipswich score, which let's say Ipswich score one or two goals early, it can obviously totally changes the complex of the game. Um, the complexion of the game, sorry. The complex of the game, where does that come from? Uh, so you can't really factor that in. You have to just think, well, going to type, I would imagine Man United will sort of go one, two, maybe three, and that's that. They kind of relax for the rest of the game. Um, Ipswich will likely play their formation with the three in midfield like they did against Arsenal, which means Tariqa could be on the wing again. He could be either the full-backs. Um, I'll be starting Tariqa basically because I don't have much choice. I wouldn't expect anything. Just have to hope for a... You know, hopefully Kumas isn't playing and he takes a corner, for example, and they jam a goal. But Man United defence, I'd be reasonably... I'd be a lot more confident this week of a clean sheet than a lot of the others. I think double Man United defence could do pretty well in this week. Um, I don't have any, so that's um, that's a concern. Like I say, 2-0 feels about right. In terms of Van Nistelrooy captain, obviously, every week, very good. Varon should do very well against that midfield in centre midfield. It feels like another Varon game. I could have removed Varon last week. Um, I ended up keeping him. I think he's only returned in one game week, I believe. Might be, might be against Middlesbrough. I don't think he's returned in any of them. This feels like another Varon game to me. So I'll be um, probably looking to keep him. In terms of long term, still not 100% sure he's worth the money yet. Just because of this set piece he's being taken away. Not because he hasn't scored points. Um, but we'll see. He is a decent option. He is a captain option. Again, he's one of the, the few midfielders in the game I would consider. You know, if, if suddenly the sim data comes out and Man United are over a three or something, and I, you know, maybe I would think about it, but I, I can't see it. I, I still really like to captain strikers, but he's at least in the frame. Let's move. In terms, yeah, what else to say about Ipswich? I mean, if you've got Doherty and stuff, and he's playing up front, you could get really lucky, but. Obviously, it's not a game you particularly want to play your Europe switch players in if you can help it. Liverpool versus Man City. Now, as bad as Liverpool have been, and as shocking as it is that they keep playing Risa at centre-back, these are the kind of games where Liverpool just usually will win, like, 1-0. Like, they're pretty consistent at this. 1-0, 2-0, 2-1. Keep it relatively low-scoring. Man City are obviously a good team. Um... And like I say, the Risa thing could be an X factor where they can manage to get a goal as a result. Assuming, I mean, I don't know. Again, this is—I failed to mention at the beginning—but this is before any stream information, injury information leaks, any of that stuff. So maybe Vishkan and Hippie are totally fine. They play at centre back. If that's the case, and even if it's not the case, I would still probably bat Liverpool to win this to to nil and be quite low scoring. Um, 
wouldn't really want to play any of my Man City assets. I think if you're going to target Liverpool, and I include Arsenal in this at the moment, which is a pretty good idea, it's generally still going to be, um, you know, when when your team is at home to them, rather than when they're at home. Uh, Michael Owen could do fine this week. Wouldn't target him particularly, but anyone who jumped on Owen since he's come back, I think he's got points in nearly every week. Been quietly ticking over. I've said before in season three, Michael Owen. This is usually where he does make that big jump up. Gets sustained games put together. Obviously, therefore, is in training. Therefore, his stats continue to keep rising and doing well. When you're injured, obviously your stats start to decline. Um, but it comes back very quickly when you're at those young ages. So, been training for a few weeks, put a few games together, he starts to get in tip-top condition straight away. So, yeah, he's still he's still a very good player to own just obviously have that heart attack every week um, that you might get injured Chelsea Middlesbrough another game here where I think those that uh, wildcarded might have some reprieve it looks like to me this is the kind of game where Chelsea would keep a clean sheet in I think the double Chelsea clean sheet or the triple is very much on again I wouldn't be disheartened by what's gone on we saw even in games where they concede you know, the fullbacks got assists and goals this week Desai got bonus um, you know that could have happened to Terry as well so even if they do manage to ship a goal in this game at home they're just extremely good you'd expect all of them to be on a, in and around eights again if Middlesbrough have got Rickard and Boxic fully fit back they're obviously still a threat but yeah away to the big teams Middlesbrough not particularly great obviously they could nick one but like I say I don't I wouldn't really want to play Middlesbrough assets in this game either particularly I would never bench a striker though so if you're sat with Ricard or Boxic we 100% play them if you've got Johnston and Zapeda again I wouldn't bench them to play a, I can't think of any 4.5 million I mean Nolan's at home to Villa so you could think maybe I'd play Nolan but apart from that I don't think there'd be any other option and, uh, and Johnston Zapeda They've got a hand in some set pieces. I think Spada takes free kicks. Johnson sometimes takes corners. So you're obviously going to start them and hope. <clears throat> and obviously they are pretty solid defensively. You never know. Chelsea have been known to to sort of not score too many goals. Maybe maybe there's a nil-nil on the card. Obviously you're going to start Gareth Southgate here. Um, you know, not great starting a defender away from home. But um, Chelsea play in such a way where they feed the ball out to the fullbacks and the wingers. And they ping it in for crosses over and over and over. So... Uh, that gives the opportunity for Southgate, Hancho, whoever's fit there, to get lots of um, lots of headers. So, yeah, you want to field them if you can, I would say, and not be too worried about it. Probably take home three, four points there. That's fine. Um, Arsenal versus Bradford. <laughs> Bradford, I think, have just been involved in nil-nils in every game. It doesn't necessarily mean that's going to continue. Their defence is usually shocking. Not really sure how they're managing it. Uh, so they can't score, and they usually can't keep clean sheets. Whereas Arsenal um, are pretty much similar to that, but in, in some ways, aren't they? They're struggling to score a little bit, but they're um, in, in, in complete... Uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted by traffic again. Uh, completely opposite, they've managed to ship loads of goals when they shouldn't be. So they're a little bit different to Bradford in that regard, at least. Um but we shouldn't let that phase us too much. It's similar to the Liverpool thing. They're at home now. Um, this is a very good game. I can't see them not winning this game. Um, and a clean sheet is very, very much a possibility, despite how bad they've been. 
I, I think Henri, who a lot of people will have and have been really getting upset with. Again, this is another game where it's very, very hard to sell him, isn't it? I think he could do well, obviously. Um, I think the wingers could do well. Everyone knows what who the good players are for Arsenal. There was a little bit of rotation there, but the likes of Pires, the likes of Tikhanov, potentially taking penalties if he starts. Uh, even AJ in this game, assuming he's going to play. You know, home for the for the kind of poacher. Wouldn't be surprised at all if he managed to score. Uh, but I think Thierry Henry is a minimum. Sh- I mean, as a minimum, he's getting bonus here. I know that's. Uh, <laughs> It's depressing to think of it in those terms, but I think Omri should be getting a nine as a minimum here, eight nine as a player rating. Surely some bonus, and I would expect some goals. I I backed him last week to score against Newcastle. Didn't happen. I think he actually ended up with a pretty high rating again. So it's coming. It's coming. He's not going to go the whole season with one goal or whatever it is. He's um he's going to do well. So I think this is a very good game for him. And it, I feel for people who are in the position of they you know, say you don't have Vaduka. Vaduka is a better option than Omri this week. So, you can. Re- I mean, I'd be very tempted to remove Henri, put Viduka in, and captain him. Um, you all know the risks. <laughs> Larson could go big, Viduka does nothing, Henri goes massive. It could happen. He is marginally better. So, if you've got nothing else at all to do with your team, I think that is something to consider. Otherwise, I think you just stick by Henri and see what happens. Um, what else? Leicester versus Everton. This is a really tricky game, actually. Um, I don't really have much of a clue what will be happening here aside from... I mean, even goal-wise, I'm struggling on this one. I think it could be nil-nil. It could be 3-3. I don't know. I don't know if there'll be goals or not. It's incredibly tricky. All I'd say is if you've got assets from either team, then you're going to want to play them. You know, if if you've got Christie, obviously you're going to play him for Everton. think he's common. Unsworth could get the penalties. I think the fact that it's an away game shouldn't put you off particularly. Leicester are not that good at scoring goals. Um, yeah, there's not much advice I could, I could give on that one. I think very much rely on sim data to see what's happening. I'd imagine they're probably around the 1. 1.3, 1.4, both of them, um, as in Leicester and Everton. But let's see. Bolton and Spurs. This is a. I think this is a pretty damn good game for Bolton. Bolton at home, other team not that good. Um, this is the kind of game where I think Pedersen... And Gardner could do really well. Um, not a, they haven't done much at all, Gardner and Pedersen, so far. So they'll probably be off people's radars. Um, but this this feels like the kind of game those two could go big in. Um, Spurs, Simon Davies, set pieces, stuff like that. Fine, you're going to play him in this. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether Woods continues to start. Similar to what I said before, just because he plays two or three in a row doesn't mean he's suddenly nailed and you get him in. Everson could come in as far as we know I think you have to to wait but um, if you've got Wood and it wasn't for a one week punt they're not like I say you don't bench strikers I'd play him um, but yeah I think not many people have those I mean obviously if you've got Bolton and uh, Pedersen and Gardner you're just going to play them this week but if you want a free hit there may be a team you wouldn't instinctively think oh I'll get some op- get some options from but um, yeah I kind I kind of like them Sorry, it's a bit of a mess this week, isn't it? I'm all over the place. I shouldn't have done this while driving. I was driving somewhere complex this time, getting distracted by dickheads on the road. And <laughs> they're probably saying the same as me, talking about champ man to myself. Uh, final game, Sunderland-Blackburn. 
this this is a this looks like a, an interesting game. I think Sunderland at home are likely to to do well. It's a game I think they're going to do particularly well in. To be honest, I feel like this feels like a kind of a Phillips game, an Arca game, you know, a Teal game. I think these guys could go off. I even really like Tom Manisa in this in this one. Obviously, home centre backs. You've got to remember that they're going to be playing against, well, likely be playing against Crouch. Um, and just because the guy's got massive jumping and heading and should be winning every header, um, when they compete against centre-backs who are at home, there's there's such an advantage to home players in this game that suddenly home centre-backs turn into Maldini and manage to just win things that they shouldn't even bother. Also on that, it doesn't necessarily matter about winning, it's also just competing for sheer volume of them as well. It does seem to help, average rating, so... Tome's got like 20 for aggression and bravery. He'll be getting himself stuck into every challenge going. Um, this is assuming he's fit, actually, because I think he was injured. But this is uh, good as well here. So I think those guys, you definitely want to play them in this game. I wouldn't want to bench them. I think they'll be getting bonus points as a minimum. And, uh, yeah, I like Sunderland for it a lot. Blackburn, similarly, would they say they get a clean sheet? Sunderland, maybe, but I think their assets are just good players that tick over, aren't they? Two guys, Solano... Uh, Duff, Crouch, Janssen. Not ideal, but obviously fielding them isn't isn't necessarily a problem and they've got the double coming up, so you never know. Sometimes Sunderland games can be chaos. I think there was a period last season where nearly every game was something involving Sunderland was like 3-3, 4-4. There was just huge amounts of goals in it, so uh, fingers crossed, I think. Um, and yeah, Phillips is an outside pick as a captain in this. It's, um, it's one of these ones, again, where people probably won't be looking, but he's a home striker. He's on penalties. Like Shearer, he is, scores the vast majority of his goals. And um, the opponents aren't completely terrible where they just totally and utterly defend. They're like in that middle ground where they'll at least try and make a game of it. It means he'll get opportunities. So um, he is an option. I think that's it. I think I've wrapped it up. How long was that? Probably too long. 26 minutes. They're getting a little bit longer, I think. Uh, good luck guys obviously make sure you check out the discord check out the sim data um, you know feel free to ask me or any of the guys experienced guys questions um, about what you think is gonna <laughs> what's gonna happen and just bear in mind there's a hell of a lot of variance in this game and that's why we love it uh, I shall catch you on the next one